Hey everyone, this is Yara Stark and welcome to another interview for a podcast. We're doing video today and uh, I've got a, a new friend with me on the line. His name is Will Hamilton. Uh, thanks for joining me, Will. Well, thanks, Yara, for having me. Now, Will, I have to admit, is probably, uh, well, I'd say probably the most exciting person to interview I've ever had. And that's not because he's like super famous in any stretch of the imagination, but well, you're, you're slightly famous, Will. But um, for the one reason that he's into uh, tennis, and obviously I'm a, I'm a huge tennis fan. Those of you who've you know read my blog for a long time or, or even follow my Twitter or something like that will know that I'm, I am a tennis fan and I, I, I'm constantly reading up on who's winning what around the world. And Will has an online business uh, completely around the game of tennis. So. Uh, it's really good to have you on this interview, Will, and I, I'm really looking forward to drilling down into what you do. Well, like I said, Yaro, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. All right, so let's dive straight into this. So um, I assume you're a tennis player, Will. Is, is that how this got started? Uh, I am a tennis player. I, uh, I got started probably when I was about, I'd say, four or five. My dad, essentially, as soon as I could hold a tennis racket, put a racket in my hand, uh, and I, uh, you know, went through the whole rigmarole of junior tennis in, in the United States. Played in uh, in college. I was on the Davidson College tennis team. And, and then when I graduated from college, I taught for a couple years, and then that segued into uh, starting uh, my website, FuzzyYellowBalls.com. Okay, so uh, given you're combining two areas, you know, you've got your tennis and you've got your internet savvy. You know, what what's your background in terms of the internet? How did you get into that? Well, I mean, outside of, uh, I'm 28 now, outside of growing up with it, when we started, to be honest, I didn't know a ton of the techniques and everything in terms of promoting a business online, how to edit video, and we learned along the way. I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that my business partner, a guy named Adam Siminski, is one of these guys that is really good with computers. He took all the certifications, MCS, whatever, when he was in high school. Uh, he worked in the banking IT sec, uh, sector afterwards, so he is really on point with that stuff. And kind of combining me, me with the tennis and him with the, the tech end of things is, is how we got going. All right, cool. So this is, I presume, your first web-based project? You didn't have anything before this? Nothing ever before this. Right, so what, what did you do before you got, like, did you have a day job? What was the... Well, I, I, uh, I, I, when I graduated from college in 2004, I, uh, I worked in politics for a little bit, which is sort of default. I'm from Washington, D.C., so everybody works in politics uh, <laughs> for a little while, at least. Um, but then I got out of that, and I taught tennis at a place called the Tennis Center in, uh, in College Park, Maryland. And I was lucky enough to meet a guy who's associated with FYB, Fuzzy Yellow Balls for short, FYB, a guy named Frank Salazar, who was the two committee coach of the year in the U.S., so... I learned a lot from Frank, and then after, like I said, working at the tennis center, uh, played into uh, the website. Okay, cool. So you just broke up a little bit there. You, you, you said you were working at the tennis center. Mm -hmm. I was working at the tennis center at College Park under Frank Salazar, yeah. who was the 2002... You just broke up again for the audio. Well, I think that we don't like hearing about Frank. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, yeah. Lost, I've lost you again. It seems to be breaking up on just the audio part, not the video. So I'm not sure if your microphone is... Maybe, 
How am I doing right now? Yeah, you sound Coming good through? now. Don't, don't say the word Frank, all right? We'll, we'll leave okay. Him, we'll leave uh, uh, F. Salazar um, <laughs> was, uh, was, is one of the best coaches, in short, one of the best coaches in the U.S. I learned a lot under him, and then he helped when we started the website, and he's still helping, uh, still involved with our project. All right, awesome. So essentially you've been in either politics or tennis for most of your adult life, but that, that's pretty safe to say, right? So now, that's, that's pretty fair to say. Now, I'm assuming for most people, and I've got quite a few friends who are somewhat involved in the tennis world. Well, maybe not quite a few, but a handful. And I've noticed that, you know, past being a top 100 play player, it, it's not exactly the most lucrative uh, you know, industry to be in. It actually can be quite challenging to make a living from this. You know, you can be a, a coach at a club and you can probably get by. Um, you know, if you're not playing competitively in the top 100, you're not, you know, definitely not making money from, from tournaments to live off. Uh, you know, in your case, how, what did you look at in terms of your career as, as you know, in tennis, and, and how did you, the idea dawn on you to even start something on the internet? Well, you're you're absolutely right that outside the top hundred, it's 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 tough to get by. You're traveling, you got to pay your coach. It's it's not the most glamorous lifestyle, even though it sometimes seems like that when you watch the top guys, and. Coming out of politics, I was going to work in tennis for a little while, but I never envisioned myself in tennis long term. And in 2006, essentially when YouTube got popular, I was bouncing around YouTube and I saw a couple instructional clips uh, that had about 50,000 views. And I said to myself, well, we could probably do a better job than that. Uh, the, the quality was essentially just a handheld camera and somebody talking into it. And I said, well, if we put something together and polish then this might take off, and so I, I, I left the tennis center and just started fuzzy yellow balls full time with Adam. Okay, so you know I have, to, I have to admit actually when I heard that you were getting so many views on YouTube for your videos, I was surprised because you know I thought tennis certainly it's a popular sport, but it's I didn't think it was something that people actively went looking for you know instructional videos about. So that surprised me. Were you a bit surprised as well at the the result, or were you, was that something you just you know thought was expected? You know, that's I'm not sure. I haven't really thought about that. I think I think I I, I felt like the audience was there because you had that one video was with, with 50k views. So right. I figured, okay, one video is getting this many views. Chances are we'll get some play. But did I think we were going to get one to two million video plays a month? No, I didn't. I, I that was not sort of in the back of my mind as, as a goal we were aiming for. Right. Okay, so well, you've obviously got a story here to go through. Let, let's start at the beginning with, with the start of this business. So you've got no internet experience whatsoever in terms of running your own business. Um, you've obviously got a lot of tennis knowledge and you've seen a video online of another person who's got a sort of uh, you know, handheld rickety presentation on how to you know, do some sort of stroke in a game of tennis and they've got 50,000 views in YouTube. You're thinking, let's go after this market. What's your original thought? Are you thinking, let's write an ebook, or you know, let's just do a bunch of videos and see what happens? What was your plan? Uh, well, the, the the plan was there. There wasn't really a plan. I mean, we kind of just jumped into this, and outside of putting together a video, we thought we were going to monetize it via advertisements. I mean, it was it was your classic, hey, let's start a website, get traffic, and make money off ads. And um, you know, there's that internet joke, which is sort of the three point plan, three point business plan, make a good product, question mark, and then profit. I mean, that was literally our, our plan. It was, in hindsight, extremely stupid. Um, 
for lack of a better, yeah. Um, so we, you know, a lot of it was it was trial and error and and stumbling into into things that worked and things that didn't work. Uh, I know you and 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 many other folks online talk about building this email list, and I actually learned it. I've been reading your blog for a long time, and I that's why I, I learned. Oh, I need an email list. So we started building one about the middle of 2008, um, and we've gotten it up to about 60k now. Um, but if, if you look behind me, there's a that's that's our, our green screen, which is what we use to, uh, you know, we'll drop the background and then we'll put somebody hitting a tennis ball with me standing in front, so I can say, look at Federer's elbow. I don't know if you can see. I'm trying to right down here. There's there's a dry erase board with right. a tennis court printed on it, yep. and we have to lift that thing up and frame, you know, frame it properly. But then I can scribble away and diagram tennis strategy do match recaps, and so on. But all of this was something we just learned as a process over the course of a number of years, how to promote videos on YouTube. I mean, literally every kind of thing, we didn't know any of it coming in, and we just figured it out. All right, well, take me through this. You put your first video up. I'm assuming it was you just talking in front of a camera, or, or were you out of court, or what was the step one? And, and then how, you know, how did you grow from there? What were your marketing techniques? Step one, uh, well, we, we basically in 2006, we got the idea. We started working in 2007, and we didn't put anything up for about five months because we were going through iterations of video. We knew that we had to have a good product out there. So the first thing we came up with was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, and, and I still have some of the footage. It's, it's tough to look at. Um, then we, uh, the green screen, for example, which is our staple, and really is something that's allowed us to differentiate ourselves. That was kind of done on a whim. I have a friend named Alex who said, "Hey, you should try out this green screen fabric. Costs a hundred bucks. Just see what happens." So I was I was talking with Adam, kind of you know, should we try this? Yeah, what the heck, hundred bucks. And then we put it up, and it worked really really well. Um, so that kind of I mean, again, that wasn't something that was planned. We just kind of fell into it. So we work on this video, and then we launched September 27th, 2007. And the initial marketing was going to a couple, mess, you know, forums essentially, tennis forums, okay. and saying, "Hey guys, I uh, put together some tennis video. Check it out. Let me know what you think." And our video provider we were using at the time was Rever, which monetized it. You know, they, they, they strung an ad. Uh, and so we actually got pretty decent traffic the first day. I think we got three to four hundred people coming to the website from the forums, and the, and the the video was resonant because it looked different. So people talked about it and shared it. So that was sort of the first way we marketed it, just via forums where other people were talking about it and hyperlinking it. Um, but in terms of you know our our, our well. I'll let you ask the next question. <laughs> okay. Well, a, a couple of things I'm interested in there. Um, your forums, did, did you originally have uh, some sort of presence there, or, or did you just rock up at these forums and your first post was, come check out our video? I, it, was, it wasn't the first, but I'd say it was maybe the 30th okay. or something to that effect, because I had joined earlier and there were other videos online, so I would make posts asking people, what is good about this video, what isn't, what could be improved on, and so on, sort of a yeah. fact-finding Post. Right, so so you were really conscious of coming to the marketplace with something that looked 
quite better than what was already available in terms of yeah. tennis instructional video. All right, so that's awesome. So yeah, I'd say number one thing we did correctly to start um, was have a, a good looking product. Which looking back, what we came up with, we think it doesn't look very good anymore. But it's still, yeah. you know, comparatively, we think is pretty solid. And of course, when you're saying product, this is just free content you're giving away. You don't have a totally free. Yeah. Totally free. Okay. So you, you didn't come up with a product. We should point out now. Let, I mean, let's just highlight some of the successes. Uh, you know, we'll keep going through the story, but. You just said you've got 60,000 email subscribers. So that's, you know, pretty, probably one of the largest lists in the tennis industry, um, pro possibly the largest in terms of an, uh, you know, a non-professional organization, you know, like the USDA or something like that, right? So, yeah, tennis.com, which is affiliated with the USDA, I think is around 77,000. Right. So, you know, you're definitely competing with the largest tennis organizations in the world in terms of subscriber base. Um, and you've gone on to start a membership site as well. And obviously, this is your business now. So you're making a, a full-time yep. income from what you do with, with instructional video and, and, and training. So um, let's continue down this path because, you know, for me, this is... Uh, possibly one of the most you know exciting typical stories. It's not it's not typical in the sense that a lot of people have done it, but it's certainly the kind of path that's available to anyone who's good at something. Obviously, you're good at tennis, and you decide to translate that into video content. So, and it's it's turned into an entire business. You've got a membership site, you've got customers, you've got a following, you've got subscribers. It's wonderful. Let's keep going through this story then. So you've gone and put your you've, you've come up with a, a basic free product in terms of some instructional video. Um, you've got some feedback. You've got your initial traffic. Did you already have the the fuzzyyellowballs.com website by then, or are you just putting this stuff onto Rever and that was it? Well, what, yeah. Well, what we did was we we registered. That was another thing we did. I guess right from a certain perspective is we named ourselves Fuzzy Yellow Balls, which unbelievably difficult to try and explain that name to someone who doesn't play tennis because <laughs> it sounds a little sketchy. Uh, but from a branding perspective, it really differentiated ourselves from, say, calling ourselves Learn Tennis Online. Um, that doesn't really snap. And if you searched for some derivative of that, we wouldn't come up first. But if you search for a derivative of Fuzzy Yellow Balls, we'll always be. Just, you just dropped out again there, I Will. Go ahead. I'm back. I'm back. Something happens when you lean forward, I think. <laughs> that and saying uh, Frank. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, fuzzy, naming ourselves Fuzzy Yellow Balls was a good idea in hindsight because any derivative of that search term on Google were the first thing versus play tennis online or learn tennis online, and that that doesn't really pop when you know in terms of being memorable in someone's mind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we had that domain name. And we had a website uh, built, um, not using WordPress, another huge mistake. Um, so the website was relatively inflexible, but we would just host the videos there, pull them in, and uh, that's where we would send traffic. Um, was your email so, yeah. opt-in on that page too? Excuse me? Was your email opt-in for the, the, the subscription there? Well, we had a little thing at the top, but you didn't have to sign up for our email list to watch a video. It was just okay. up at the top of the... Uh, at the top of the form, uh, and you maybe picked, you know, we, after a couple months, we might have had 100 people, and nobody was signing up for it. Okay. All right, so your, your next step, I'm assuming, was just to continually and consistently produce some quality video and, and go for uh, just the compounding effect of having more content out there and bringing it back to your website. Is, is that right? Yeah, essentially, I mean, we really, 
to be honest, for a year, we're pretty much in the wilderness in terms of producing video, but not really sure how to monetize it. Right. And we were we were improving our the, the quality of our video as we were, uh, you know, over the course of that year. But in terms of figuring out the business end, we still weren't there. And actually, uh, another sort of instance of total luck, we were messing with the website and we essentially miscoded the way we would pull in the videos. So the opt-in form for the the newsletter used to sit right above the video player, but you could still you know watch the video, ignore the the sign up. Well, we coded it so that the video player didn't pull in, and all you had was the opt-in uh, form. So what you know this happens one day, and we say, shoot, what's wrong with our website? We're trying to figure it out, and while we're figuring it out, that day, 200 people signed up for our newsletter because I guess they figured they had to sign up to watched a video and then sort of a light went on in our heads and said okay well why don't we just make get all of the videos opt-in so that if you dig down into you know a particular video it says hey this is how our website's configured now you have to sign up for our newsletter it's totally free We're not gonna spam you not gonna give away your email address um, but if you enter in your email the page will reload with the video right there so that's how it's configured now, and that results in about 100 to 400 people signing up a day. Wow, that's incredible. And, and where's most of that traffic coming from? Is it, is it YouTube now, or uh, just search almost, results? It's almost, um, the search results is probably 20%, but YouTube's a, but some of that search is, is people watching our videos on YouTube, seeing our logo, and then searching for it. Okay. Um, okay. I'd say most of it, I mean, our number one driver is YouTube, absolutely. All right. So that's, it's pretty clear there's two things that are important here, uh, the quality of your videos uh, and, and the amount of videos you put out there. So how, how did you guys get better at video? Like It sounds like it was a lot of trial and error. Can you maybe give us some tips on what, what really worked for you in terms of uh, you know, effective videos, and in particular in YouTube? Yeah, uh, well, I think before you even talk about YouTube, it's just a quality video needs to be lit properly. Um, so you need to figure out how to light something. You need to have proper audio. I mean, right now we're, I'm talking, the you know the mic for for uh, getting crows for, for Skype, <laughs> but normally I wear a lavalier to get very clear audio. Um, you need to have a good you know a good enough camera, ideally on a tripod, and figure out how to frame it properly. Um, so it's just understanding first how to produce video is wildly important. And when somebody loads up a video, they don't even need to see you talking they can just tell a million different things by just by looking at it in terms of the quality does this person know how to talk on camera that's another big thing that's a skill that uh, needs to be you know took a little time to get a hold of um, so that would be the first thing um, you want me to talk about actually marketing on YouTube or well, uh, yeah that, that, whatever you got in terms of tips uh, be great yeah I mean the, the uh, YouTube search, the, the great thing about YouTube is that the search results are unbelievably easy to control versus Google. I think Google measures a million different variables or something to that effect. YouTube, the big ones are number of views, ratings, comments, uh, links, essentially, what other websites are embedding them. Um, and I'm, I'm sure at some point they're going to start measuring whether the video is in HD or not because they do put an HD button next to videos that are in HD. Right. So they're going to start figuring out how to measure the quality of your videos. But uh, one of the things we did, which works like a charm, is you take your newsletter and you release your videos, or you, you, you have your video and you, you tell everybody in your newsletter to watch it. So that is instantly, 
at least for us now, you know, about 10,000 views. Um, so when, and then those people will rate it and they comment. So that pushes our, uh, videos to the top of search results, but then kind of compounds it. Uh, the other thing just in terms YouTube has a feature uh, that lets you put annotations in your videos. So we'll say, please rate, please comment, please subscribe to our channel. And over the period, we have about 330 something videos. Um, and so there's, you know, a number of different opportunities to ask someone to, to subscribe and so on. Okay, so it sounds like it's a, an amazing feedback loop, kind of like a self-reinforcing uh, positive loop once you get going in yeah. the sense that you've got a website which asks for the person to opt in before they can watch all these free videos, and you've got yeah. all the free videos on YouTube directing traffic back to the website. Then since the traffic goes to the website, they subscribe to your newsletter when you release a new video you tell everyone on that newsletter there's a new video, a chunk of them go to YouTube, watch that brand new video, vote for it, link to it, whatever. That helps that video get higher up in the search results, thus returning more new traffic back to your website. And that loop sort of continues. Would that, would that be a sort of fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now on YouTube, we have about 12,700 subscribers, which is okay, but it gives you a nice sort of viewership foundation, so to speak. When you, whenever you release a video, um, and it's gotten to the point where, where I can essentially, for pretty much for any uh, tennis-related search term, I can guarantee uh, that I can get a video on the first page, if not the top result. Right. But in terms of getting started with all this, you know that that's a result you can enjoy once you're well and truly established. Sure. Sure. What, yeah. You know, when you is the most important thing to begin with, uh, simply being consistent with getting more video out there. Uh. I'm not, you know, I can't really speak to that because we've been, one of our problems is that we're horribly inconsistent. We've gone a week or two without releasing a video and then we'll release a ton of content. Um, you know, my, my advice to, to folks who are trying to do this is to just start experimenting and once you have something that's good enough, get it up there, just get out there and interact with the community and then build from there because the feed, feedback has been enormously helpful for us in terms of this explanation, it's not even the video, the way you describe something could be tweaked, maybe this visual would be more helpful and so on. And so you just got to get out there and kind of mix it up and, and, and learn from experience. Okay. Now, you're, like I said, this is, uh, at some point you obviously decided we got to make some money. Now, did you go yeah. into this, like, was there a, a moment when you said, okay, wait a sec, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, you test advertising first since that was your initial plan, I presume. T tell us yeah. a story about how you went on to make this a money-making project. Well, I mean, we were using, we were using Rever uh, originally, and Rever was one of the first providers that would monetize your video for you. When we were starting, we said, okay, we have YouTube, and then we have Rever. Well, Rever's going to string in ads, and we read some stories about $70 CPM. And we kind of got starry-eyed and didn't really think uh, the process through very well. So we spent about a year trying to make it work and we were getting, you know, uh, uh, I think on Rever we, at this point, we don't use it anymore, but we got something like 3 million views all monetized and, and it just wasn't cutting it. So actually I got to give a lot of credit to you, Yaro, because I, 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 I was sitting around and saying, okay, the way we're going to make this work is if I know something about how businesses operate on online. So I started doing all this research into internet at marketing, found your website, found ProBlogger, et cetera, et cetera. 
And that's where you got. And, then, and so we made a conscious decision about a year ago to start a membership site. Um, it wasn't going to change. You know, the, our normal website, fuzzyyellowballs.com, is not going to change a bit. But we're, we're going to add another piece on top of it. And that's going to be the main driver of our re revenue. And in fact, it is now the main driver of our revenue. Okay, so you decided to start a membership site is, is in a nutshell the way you went. Now, in a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now a lot of people, you know, they they, they they face challenges with that idea in the sense that, you know, how what content are we going to give away for free? What are we going to charge for? How much are we going to charge? You know, how are we going to sell it? You know, how are we going to take payments? Can you just break down some of those things? So maybe we we'll start at the beginning. Um, you know, what did you decide you'd give away as paid content versus all the great free content you already had? Well, the, what we wanted to do with the, the paid content, the way we basically separated it, there's, there's a number of competitors that we have, and all of them will talk about maybe the forehand by itself or the serve by itself or, or this, is, this is how you molly. And that's how most of our free, le our free lessons are structured as well. And we basically said, okay, what we need to do is come up with a course, an A to Z course. This, this is how you learn the game. You want to start with this, then you want to move to this. Then you want to go to the next thing. We also wanted to work in strategy. Nobody focuses on that. And our, our whiteboard back there is, is great for it because I can diagram. You're in a cross-court rally. This is when you change direction. This is when you don't change direction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we basically tried to structure it like a college course, and that would be one of the main things that differentiated it from, uh, from everything else. Okay. So you, you obviously had the knowledge already in your head, and you, you mapped out yeah. what was there. So I'm thinking, you know, given you already got a lot of free videos out there, like when you decided to launch the membership site, you already had hundreds of videos. Was, was that about right? Or yeah, uh, I'd say we're we were probably batting two at least two hundred fifty. Wow. Okay, so that's a lot of content already. Now, yeah. you know, a lot of my students in, in in my coaching program for the membership sites, they really struggle with the idea of yes, okay, I'm going to create a course, but what's going to stop me from, let's say, taking some of those 250 videos that I give away for free and put them behind the membership site, won't people get a bit uh, upset or you know, even the other way around, if a member buys into my program and then sees that the videos, even though it's, it's set up in a sequence, like a course, as you said, it's still quite similar to the, to the free stuff. Do you have any problems with people coming to you with that kind of feedback or how did you get around it? Uh, that's a good question. Actually, we've divided our, our course, we call it F FYB premium uh, into blocks, which are basically lectures where they build on each other. But the first block focuses on stroke fundamentals, forehand, backhand, uh, and serve when you're not moving. And almost all of that, uh, that might be slight exaggeration, but a lot of it is what we talk about in the free section as well. Um, that stuff's in HD, the other stuff isn't, but it's basically the same content to a large extent, just kind of done better. Um, and interwoven with what's going to come later on, uh, and we haven't had a single peep uh, in terms of in terms of uh, an issue there. I mean, I think it's more a, a, an issue of balance. If half your free half your paid content is free, then that's going to be an issue. But if you have some content and that's you have to pay for, but is part of a larger structure, and you know, and and but that stuff's also going to be found in the free area. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I mean, it's just you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, if I the point there, I think, and you're a good example of this, uh, I think most membership sites are a good example of this, In if they give away a lot of free content, the paid content can cover the exact same 
points, but you just go a little level deeper or you provide a slightly better way of presenting it. Uh, like you said, you, you, you could just have like HD as one of the main differentiation factors between your free content and your premium content. Like, you know, do you want these videos in, in better quality that you can download to your computer? Um, you know, we'll send to you on a DVD a copy of the videos as well. You know, all these little things that just make slightly different to the, the free stuff and people will buy it. That always surprises me actually, how many people will pay for what might already be free if it comes in a really easy to consume format. So that, that's, you know, something I think it's worth mentioning for anyone out there who's sort of struggling with that decision. So uh, next choice then, uh, Will, um, pricing. How much did you charge for this? Uh, we, yeah, we, we it, it cost 25 bucks a month. Um, but we basically had no idea how to price it. We were kind of vacillating between $100 to $10. And we basically just went right in the middle of our competitors and said, we'll start there and then we can kind of just figure it out afterwards and adjust it if necessary. But uh, we, you know, there was no measurement in terms of, well, this is the perfect price. I mean, it was, it was basically we just made our best guess. Okay, awesome. I think. As much as you can strategize behind pricing, ultimately that does come down to testing. So uh, yep. let, let me then, I'm still a little bit fuzzy in terms of, fuzzy yellow balls, in terms of uh, <laughs> the, the rollout here. So you know, you've, you've put out 250 free videos, you've got a mailing list now, you've got this audience in place on YouTube, on your website, and you're about to launch. Do you create all the content for the paid area before you launch, or did you just create module one, or how did you go about doing it? We, uh, we had five blocks ready to go, which was a lot of content. I mean, it was hours and hours. Um, so that was in place. And then we have been rolling it out successively, um, you know, maybe an hour or two uh, every month, depending on what we're, what we're focusing on. But we had, a, we had a lot in place. Okay. So you weren't done, but you still had some, some in place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're still not done, but there's, you know, there's a ton of content in there. Okay. And then in case of launching it, was it, here's a sales page, you send an email to the list telling people about your new product and, and go buy it? Was that pretty much it? Or did you get affiliates? Yeah, or? It, no, we didn't have affiliates. It certainly wasn't a, uh, you know, a Jeff Walker rollout. Um, it was uh, basically e email a week before, hey, next week we're going to launch this thing. And we, yeah, we just sent an email, here's the, here's the sales page, which is, you know, not the, it's just, we basically don't know how to write a sales page so we again best guess um and uh you know it worked so okay so yeah did. that was, I mean, that was it, was, it was yeah it was not it was not jeff walker-esque at all okay awesome so you basically sat down and wrote a page just promoting what was in the course you didn't get a professional mm -hmm. copywriter um nope. you, you didn't do a big sort of build up it was just the case of we're launching this uh, a week later here's an email okay guys our, our membership site's ready to go uh, here's what we're offering. Check it out. Click here, kind of thing. Um, you know, your your whatever number of subscribers on your list, a certain percentage of them follow the link, go to the sales page, they like what you offer, and they mm -hmm. buy. So, you know, did, was this a case of you know financial freedom after one email, or did you have to slowly build up to the point where you had enough members that you guys could you know live off this business? Uh, it wasn't it wasn't right away um, where we had 80 million subscribers and we were good to go. It, 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 it was more of a steady process. I mean, the thing isn't, it's not like your traditional product launch where it's open for a week and close it. I mean, you can sign up whenever you want. Um, our sort of 
idea when we were starting that, or when we were launching FYB Premium, we figured we didn't really need to do too much salesy stuff because people knew us well enough through all of our videos that they'd already essentially decided to a large degree whether or not it was worth trying out our product. So we didn't, you know, we didn't think we needed this super sweet uh, sales page to, to do our work yeah, for no, us. Well, you built up the trust right yeah. and that, that's something that's you know, not necessarily talked about a lot is the fact that you don't have to have a great sales page or a great selling process if you've built up a lot of trust. And, you know, 250 free videos is a lot of trust. So, you know, the people who are there already obviously like what you do. And if they want more, they're willing to give you 25 bucks a month. So, um, you know, if you can't answer this, Will, I, I totally understand. But can you maybe talk about some numbers, like how many members do you guys have? Or is, if that's, you know, too, too much for your competitors to find out about? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. We've had about... Uh six or seven hundred people sign up and we've had some attrition from that but obviously. we've had a good response okay that's fantastic uh and obviously plans for the future is just growing that membership base or yeah i mean we're gonna we're gonna get into some other uh some other products eventually i think one of the while while we certainly love our, our current product if you're uh, this is sort of an issue with lots of players don't necessarily want to learn the entire game they want to you know a lot of players say Hey, I just want to improve my kick serve, or how do I make my forehand better? So we're going to kind of narrow it. Maybe just do a two-hour lesson on your, again, your kick serve, your slice backhand, whatever. Um, and that's sort of more targeted for, for what somebody, for what a lot, lot of players probably want. They don't want that huge, expansive program. They just want one piece. So you're going to sell little chunks of the course individually. Is that sort of it's that something that effect? Yeah, we're not exactly sure how we want to configure it, but it's going to be something like that. Okay, awesome. So, you know, given you've had quite a lot of real experience now running a, a, a full-on membership site, you know, what do you think has been the greatest challenge with, with the whole process? Like, where have you really learned and grown the most? Uh, that's a broad, that's a broad question. I, I, you know, I think in terms of just the entire website experience, it's the business end. You have to figure that, I mean, that was such a massive mistake, and it's still a, a situation where we're learning as we're going. Going back, should have had the plan right there, ready to go, so that we didn't essentially, you know, wasting a year is the wrong way to phrase it, but where we were kind of in the wilderness, it's like I said before. Um, and that, we were we were lucky. I mean, most businesses, if they're kind of, you know, rudderless for a year, they're going to fail. Um, so we, uh, we, we, you know, we caught a break there. So that would be my main piece of advice is know how you're going to make money first. Um, and it's not going to be through ads. <laughs> that doesn't work very well. Well, some markets it can, but obviously not in, in, in this yeah. case. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, now, I'm, I'm curious, just for those people who are probably interested more in the technical aspects of this, you know, now have you switched to WordPress and then what's running your membership site? Uh, we use WordPress. We have two installations of WordPress and the one is the membership site and it's, we use a member to manage it and we use ClickBank to process payments. Okay, so you got a member WordPress with the plugin. I'm assuming for a member to integrate that. ClickBank Correct. is the payment processor and the affiliate manager, and that's all locked away as the membership site. And you've got a WordPress blog for the free content as well, which obviously yep. people can go check out at, at fuzzyyellowballs.com, and you'll probably see the link to the premium section there too if you want to see how how you're selling the membership site as well, which might be interesting. Okay, so uh, I think it's safe to say if I was to sum up the the overall picture here, you've basically gone from, you know, a technical guy who's your partner and yourself mm -hmm. who knows a lot about the game of tennis. You've 
gone on the internet and seen that there was a marketplace just by doing a bit of research and seeing a, a video that had some traffic on there already. Um, so you saw, okay, there's some potential here because you can do a much better video and then maybe you can grow to something. Um, your initial thoughts are, let's just create something and maybe monetize with advertising as the, sort of the stock mm. standard default, um, sure. you know, new <laughs> response to how to make money on the internet. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Yep. So you've gone out there, uh, you've, you, you guys have really played around with how to cre create good video. You've got your green screen behind you. You've got, um, you guys get on the court. I know I've checked out quite a few of your videos. So you've got, you know, you've got interviews with some of the, you know, up and coming players. I, I love that interview I did with John Eisner because the, the height differentiation between you guys was hilarious. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he, I'm 5'8 and he's 6'10 and it, I was basically holding the mic straight up at his face. I mean, it was yeah. pretty awkward. <laughs> it's a great, great That's, video. I mean, that's that's a benefit though. I mean, we we are actually. I mean, now we're taken seriously by the establishment. We get media credentials to all these tournaments. So, while yeah. it's been a long process, I mean, it's kind of, you know, at this point we're we're good to go. Yeah, I guess it's a perk that's not uh, talked about too much. Is you can like what free attendance and behind the scenes access to tournaments and players and yeah. just like you were a journalist for a newspaper or a magazine or even television you can get in there so that's that's pretty impressive and you're mm -hmm. you're essentially a blog really so that's yeah. you know that's that's awesome so anyway you've gone through that process you've developed techniques for creating quality video that's better than other people's video and then you just knuckled down over a period of years and just put out video after video after video uh, teaching all these aspects for free, uh, built up a huge YouTube following, assumingly you've gotten better at YouTube each time as well. Yeah. You've learned just by watching the results, seeing what gets traffic, where, where the traffic's coming from and what are the most important parts. You've then stumbled upon the, well, you've realized you had a, in a moment, I got to build an email list. And then you've tested different ways to improve that. You've figured out, okay, you put the opt-in before you give away the free content. And you can get up to 400 subscribers a day, which is, that's, that's pretty incredible. You do the math on that and you're, you're obviously adding thousands of new subscribers every month. And then, yeah. um, you know, you've done that, built up a list of 50 then 60,000 people, uh, which is probably one of the largest lists in the industry in the world. Then you've said, yeah. all right, well, advertising is not working for money. Let's look at a different model. And you've gone with the membership site model and launched a membership site without really necessarily you know, needing to go anywhere else. You've just done it all in-house and, and got it done and, yeah. and used your own sales pitch and, and got enough members over time that you've now got a thriving business behind you. So that, that pretty much sums up the, the Will story. That'd be right? More, or, yeah, more or less. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's awesome. So just for anyone who wants to check it out, it's fuzzyyellowballs.com and I'm assuming your YouTube channel is something worth checking out as well. Would that be... Yeah, if you just go to youtube.com slash fuzzy yellow balls, all one word, all that stuff loads up uh, as well. Okay, so we're checking that out. Uh, and just, you know, in terms of um, your own development as a, a tennis player, Will, it's a little bit side topic here. Are you still able to, you know, I, would, I guess, do you have to still keep playing tennis? Is this something for you that you're, you're constantly working on as well to make sure you can teach people all, you know, the most cutting edge stuff or... Uh, you know, you still kind of going through the fundamentals. Uh, well, in terms of my playing, it, it certainly ebbs and flows. Um, hitting for a video is is different than actually competing. Um, so sometimes I'll, I'll have a couple months where I, I do get to play a, a decent amount, and then uh, you know, for example, the holiday season rolled around, and I barely hit, and my my uh, game kind of came apart. So now I'm putting it back together. 
Uh, but in terms of staying sharp, yes. I mean, all the shots that we teach, um, I can most definitely hit. Um, and, you know, that's, that's sort of a point of credibility for that. I mean, we're teaching stuff I actually can execute it. Um, so that, you know, I, I think that's one of those credibility uh, uh, issues there that have helped us. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point and probably a good one to end with, too, the fact that, you know, most people I know who are successfully running some sort of training-based membership site have done everything they're, they're training people with. So, um, you know, you either partner with someone who knows how to do something or you yourself. And I think it's interesting that you started this in your you know, mid to late 20s, where you obviously already had, in terms of tennis years, you're reaching the end of your you know, peak period of playing tennis. I know it's, it's hard to take. I'm, I'm 30, you know, it's, I'm pretty much Truth. old so, in tennis years. So, <laughs> you know, I was actually encouraged. I saw here in Brisbane the tournament and James Blake was playing and he's 30 now. And I was thinking, yeah, okay, he's still top 20 and he's 30. So, you know, that's good. But yeah, and just, just, to sum up, you basically you're JB's keeping. He's tough, up. man. He, Sorry, I was just saying, JB James Blake. He's he's tough, huge forehand. Yeah, oh yeah, he's 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 competitive, that's for sure. Yeah. So anyway, you know, you've kept on top of your game, and obviously you can keep teaching this well, well further than you can than play competitively. So that's awesome. All right, Will. Um, that's it, really. Thanks for that. Any any passing comments before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the one thing I would say is is for anybody who's thinking about going to YouTube, if you go and just search for whatever your market is, chances are you'll be able to dominate it. Um, if you go, this is kind of embarrassing for us in a way. We're, we're under the Guru tab for uh, for YouTube, and 24 or 14 out of the 24 results on the first page, most subscribed channels under Guru are essentially teenage girls teaching you how to do makeup. I mean, the, the most subscribed one is something about half a million um, just killing us. I mean, half a million versus 12,000. But they're, 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 they're destroying companies like Mac and Sephora who have no presence. You search for, this, is, this was kind of bizarre, you search for internet marketing on YouTube and there's almost nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Even, even though it's one of the most competitive uh, markets on, on Google and with advertising, there's, there's almost zero presence on uh, on the tubes so uh you know whatever your area of expertise is start putting together video get it up there um and you've got a great shot to to really be successful mm. yeah, you, it's a great point i mean i i don't invest any time really in developing a youtube strategy for what i do at the moment and like you said there's not really any youtube internet marketing you know famous people who've come out of out of the underground and, and used youtube as their vehicle so uh I reckon there's definitely a fantastic opportunity there. And I don't know how much traffic is searching for it through YouTube, but simply being the well, dominant 18, player. Apparently, so, YouTube is 18% of worldwide surf tra search traffic. Right. I mean, it's a massive right. amount. It's obviously I mean, massive. So Yeah, and yeah. that means there's people searching for internet marketing just as there are tennis, golf, makeup, yeah. mm -hmm. everything you think of. So there's, there's probably one of the most undeveloped markets simply because video is still something that, that people are daunted by. So, you know, that's fantastic that this is a great opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's a good thing for everybody out there because it's hard to do, which is great because that means not everybody's going to do it and it gives you an opportunity to, I mean, everybody can start a nice looking blog now. There's you know, themes and everything out there, but not everybody can put together a good video. So if you have that skill, you're way ahead of the curve. Mm. Yeah. And, and on that note, go check out Will's videos just to see what these guys are doing too. Uh, when I saw Will using that little tennis uh, court that you do to teach the, the tactics, I thought, Geez, they don't even do that on television, really, to be honest. Like, we don't get that in Australia here where they're teaching you 
this ground strokes using this sort of very much like a blackboard in, in, in school kind of model, but it's a tennis court. So I thought that was, that was quite cool and a nice way to teach. So good stuff. All right, well, um, that's it. Thank you for, for joining me on the call. For anyone listening it is or watching, it's fuzzyyellowballs.com. Check out uh, what they're doing there and uh, good luck with, with, with the growth of that site. It'd be great to see, uh, you know, you break that thousand members mark and, and maybe, you know, get to what, the, the, the top um, tennis subscriber base in the world. We, that'd be pretty impressive to take down tennis.com in, in that area as well. So, Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're working on it. We're not there yet, but we're trying hard. <laughs> well, you're close. All right. Catch you soon, Will. Thank you. All right. See you.